0: Shot. Hello and welcome to the St Martin's Football Show. We're on today's show, we we'll be looking back at the latest action from the Premier League, which has seen loads of matches take place, obviously rearranged matches that have been called off from COVID and the normal uh, weekend action as well. So we've got fixtures from dating back to all the way Tuesday the 11th, all the way up to um, this uh, Wednesday just gone as well. We'll also be looking back um, at three League Cup games, two legs involving Arsenal and Liverpool. The first leg was a good performance from Arsenal on the second leg, a really good performance from uh, Liverpool, and also uh, the other game between Chelsea um, and Tottenham as well, and at the end of the show, as normal, we'll be looking back at the transfers, and this week, uh, it was the uh, best FIFA awards as well, so we'll quickly be discussing that, um, but I am joined by the, the normal uh, duo this week of uh, Lloyd Barnes and Max Noon, no Alex as well, which is a shame, because uh, I was hoping he praised Man United, but... Um you'll probably be back next week to uh, slag off man United, but we'll make the most of uh being positive anyway. Um as well. So as I said, the first um game in the Premier League was Tuesday the eleventh. They saw Southampton beat Brentford um for one. Brilliant performance from um as well. They went ahead after five minutes through Jan Bednarak, and then it was Fernandez with an own goal as well, and then Amanda Brogia. Um, with uh, two brilliant goals there as Southampton won 4 1 as well. They did get one back in the 23rd minute, Brentford, through um, Yan Holt as well. Ward Powers and with the assist for Southampton and-, and Bemba with another assist for um, Brentford. But Lloyd obviously would say about Amanda Borg, we haven't really given him um, a lot of praise um, so far as well. Definitely up my fancy team, I only really positive. From that, but he's the youngest player now to score in five plus Premier League um, goals this season at 20 years and 123 days old as well. He's now the youngest player in Premier League history to score in the first four home starts as well, and the first player to do so since Diego Costa for Chelsea in October 2014. So, how impressed have you been with another Chelsea loanee that's gone out and um, gone to Southampton and been one of their best players, if not their best player?
1: Well, yeah, like you said, he's he's done brilliantly there. He's a... Like, I think a lot of people thought he was just going to have, like... Like, he was going to come in as, like, a good backup, a a good, like, second option draft. Like, they already have, like, decent attackers. But I guess with with the departure of Danny Ings, when he's coming and... He's done done brilliantly. I I bet they'd love to sign him in the summer. But I bet Chelsea would love to have him back as well, looking at what he's doing. Like, he's, he's doing all of this so young as well. And, like... The finishes he has like it's all very mature. Like the way he strikes the ball is, is, like he he looks really experienced when you watch him Like you couldn't tell that he was like how young he was. He's like he, he's brilliant. I, I really think he's going to go on to be like want to be one of the top strikers of the next few years.
0: You said about Sampton signing him permanently. They are interested in signing him um, as well, but they are set to face comp- uh, competition, I should say, this January um, as well. So probably loan and then may buy him back in the summer. But could you see him possibly getting in over Lukaku? Obviously, um, you know, Lukaku, I know he's been injured and, and had COVID, but hasn't been on the greatest form and obviously had that the row that is now probably patched up. But could you see him a future Chelsea starter, would you say, Lloyd? Uh, but I mean, if
1: Lukaku gets his dream move back to back to Italy, then maybe. But um, yeah, jokes aside, I think. Uh, well, yeah, I, I I really think he could. Like Chelsea, they have they have all of these really young players. Like David is known for being really good, and then you can look at some of the players they sold in the summer. And I know they have a they have a buyback option on a lot of them. Like you look at like a Livermore, uh, a Tomori, uh, players like that, or what's the who's the, who's going to who went to Palace? Conor Gallagher. Yeah, come uh, yeah, like you look at all, all of these players, it's just like incredible. And they're either coming back on low or they have these really cheap really cheap buy options. I, I think like I, I think in the summer they, they could have a brilliant summer just by a, just by recalling their players and having them back. I I think there's a pathway for most of them in the team. But then it's it's like does the coach wanna wanna give the youth that chance? Like it's Lampard would've loved to. I'd love if they went back to Lampard as well.
0: Be uh, interesting to see what happens um, with uh, Amanda Brogier. But one concerning stat from Southampton is they've now failed to keep the clean sheet in each of their last nine Premier League games. Um, it's also a very leaky defence for them. But, you know, as I joked a few weeks ago about um, Ralph uh, not being able to uh, keep hold of leads, as well, he's certainly managing to do that. Um, now, as well, one team that, well, as of uh, last midweek, couldn't get a lead was Norwich. They lost away at the London Stadium, 2-0 to West Ham. Expected result, really. It was Jarry Bowen with two goals there, Kufala and um with assist as well. Bowen, Jarry Bowen, who could have had about four or five and he had a goal ruled out um, as well. Quickly, Max, on Bowen. Do you think he should be in the England team for the friendlies against Switzerland and Ivory Coast in March and maybe pushing for that World Cup in England space?
1: Do you think Max Jarrod Bowen for the England squad? I'm honestly not max, but I think I think he could definitely have a good shot at it. Like the form he's hit now, and especially well, this is like the ideal time you want to hit form, like right? Before, before the, World's World Cup. Like it, I assume he'd love to. Like I don't think anyone would really turn down that option. I think looking at look, looking at how England did in the in Euros over the summer, I think he's definitely a good option they could have. I think he could definitely prove his mm. worth, but let if he look. can keep this form up.
2: I fixed my mic, by the way. Um, but, no, I was going to say that also, the thing with... There's quite a lot of emerging players who are uh, kind of breaking into the, into maybe even getting a, a shout, I think. Even, you know, a player like James Madison is also coming into form. So there is definitely competition for those kind of attacking areas. Smithrow as well, obviously, I think, recently broke into the squad as well. So um, oh, he's definitely among the, the players and, you know, not, not not a dissimilar position. So, um, you know, there's quite a lot of... Uh, potential options for, for kind of people coming in. I think even players like um, obviously Skip for Spurs and, and even you know, Harry Winks, these kind of players, you know, maybe slightly different. Um, but in, in, in terms of uh, the kind of prospects for England, there are quite a lot of potential new players coming in.
0: I'm going to open up with uh kind of whims here and say, do you think um, you've said about Jared Bowen, Madison, some of the other players coming through, Conor Gallagher, do you think they are disadvantaged because they don't play for a top six team? Um,
2: I don't really, I don't, I don't
0: necessarily.
2: Yeah, but I think lots of the problem with, I I think you could argue that, that that is true because of maybe there's something about playing for a top six team that maybe is an advantage because they have maybe more experience in, in competitions and, and, and kind of in the latter stages, which is kind of obviously a lot of what international football is. But, um, you know, Jack Grealish, I think maybe lots of the problem with Jack Grealish, uh, in terms of, Maybe his initial problem problems trying to get into that England squad. Lots of it was about, obviously, championship teams. And, you know, people were asking for him to get into the team, uh, you know, when he was in uh, the championship even. But obviously, in the Premier League, I think there's maybe a little you have more opportunity, especially if you are maybe a player like Gallagher. And I think if, you know, you don't see them, them getting the uh, opportunities, you would definitely say so. But um, I think we'll see... Maybe the, the the next team sheet, and and we'll and we'll, really, uh, we'll really find out uh, as you know, his kind of opinion is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked about England. Um, I think obviously uh, the whole goalkeeper situation is another one. But yeah, there's a lot of kind of interesting uh, things to touch on.
0: They said two friendlies for England being announced this week as well. Switzerland and Ivory Coast in um, March as well, both at Wembley. So maybe a chance to uh, bring uh, through some of the the young prospects they've got as well. And one of England's young prospects actually scored on Friday night in the, um, not really derby, but they do call it a derby, the M23 derby between Brighton and Crystal Palace. Again, it was another entertaining game, obviously. Um, when they met at Salus Park early uh, in the season as well. It was a, a really entertaining game as well. Conor Gallagher put uh, Crystal Palace ahead after 69 minutes. And then um, Joachim Manderson, who played really well, funny enough, in, in the game, um, then scoring an own goal as well, which got Brighton a, a really good point as well, I suppose, in the end. You would say both teams maybe deserved um, a point more. So Crystal Palace would probably feel outdone done by, because they did have some really good chances, but uh, couldn't really um, take them as well. But as you said, in the the not-so-derby was a, a really uh, entertaining game. One the best the season, would you say, Lloyd? Uh,
1: I feel like it's up there. I don't know if this is one
0: of the best. It, it, was, it was definitely one of the best this
1: week. It was very really entertaining.
0: Yeah, as they normally are. Um, as well, it wasn't so entertaining uh, if you're a Chelsea fan at the Etihad as well. Uh, losing to Man City 1 0. Kevin de Bruyne with a goal after 70 minutes there. Another assist for Jarro Cancelo. Um, as well, it was brilliant actually from uh, Kevin de Bruyne as well, the way he just went past the defenders and curled it into that top corner. A brilliant um, goal for him and an excellent performance from him as, him as well. But Again for Chelsea, uh, another toothless and, and lacklustre performance, you would probably say as well, which um, probably is. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do Chelsea even get top six from you? Is is the question? Well. Well, Well, uh, Alex put it out there yesterday, speaking to him, he said Chelsea get I'd say top six, but... Top six? Of course they get top six. Top top six, but top four? They get
2: top six, they get top four, I think, so that's pretty calm.
0: Really? Top four? I mean... I I, I don't know. In terms of the the quality
2: that they have long-term, they have a lot of options to bring. Unless the the fractures that maybe are in the squad get significantly worse, they don't... I mean, it's possible that Chelsea do have a... are prone for that, but I mean, they just have... Just have too much quality and, and i think that i mean you've seen players in the team struggle before but i think i think that'll be all right i mean top six is you know i think it's pretty much guaranteed because realistically if they if they do if they continue to do bad i mean you know they're in bad form at the moment if they continue to do particularly poor they will they will not be scared to sat the manager and, and I think they'll definitely have a new manager bounce that will carry them forward uh, then. But, I mean, obviously that's a hypothetical, but, you know, you, you can never know with Chelsea. it's always an option, so...
0: Definitely top six, I agree with that. But top four, really? I, I don't know. Tottenham win their two games in hand and a one against Arsenal, which is we'll say later. You go above them. Arsenal, the form you're in. Fancy... I'm not saying Man United to finish above them. West Ham... I, I wouldn't
1: say they're in good form, either.
0: Well, no. <laughs> we'll take anyone at the minute, but... Yeah, you know, West Ham maybe not. But I would not put it past Arsenal and Tottenham to form there in to finish above Chelsea. You just you just never I wouldn't see Chelsea as you say guaranteed Champions League football man sitting in Liverpool probably, but you know like stranger strange things strangest things have happened and especially if maybe United pick up their form West Ham, maybe get oh, some dude. dig out results. You just never know. Chelsea been poor recently, ain't they? But <sighs> You, you just never know. Um, as well, in uh, the massive six-pointer down at the bottom at St. James's Park, um, two Newcastle signings making their Premier League debuts, Chris Wood and Kieran Trippier. Um, as well, couldn't help Newcastle to a win, though. As well, as I said, drawing with Watford. It was St. Maximan who put Newcastle ahead after 49 minutes as well. Watford's Um, pressing come forward, Emmanuel Dennis had a a few good chances, but in the 88th minute, it was Yao Pedro who got the crucial goal for Watford and a crucial point um, as well. In Newcastle they have now scored the opening goal in 10 Premier League games this season as well, and they've gone on to win just one of those games as well, so not a good record for Newcastle. You would probably say well, I think they will stay up because I think they, they buy their way out of it, especially with some of the signings we'll talk about later, but um, as he said, drop points there for Watford. You probably would take that um, point as well. One team that will take any points at the minute, but they got three at Carrow Road, was Norwich winning 2-1. Michael Keane scoring an own goal after 16 minutes as well. Two minutes later, Adam Adai with the goal in the 18th minute as well before Charleston coming off the bench. With um, a brilliant overhead kick in on the hour mark as well, but it wasn't enough for Norwich as well. Norwich's first goal was actually their 400th goal in the um, Premier League um, as well. And funny enough, they scored two goals in 18 minutes against Everton, more than they'd scored in their previous eight Premier League goals um, combined. But it did see the ends of Rafa Benitez as Everton manager getting sacked on um, Sunday night as well. Obviously, several managers um, have been linked as well. Apparently, Wayne Rooney obviously been doing amazing stuff at Derby as well. Frank Lampard obviously out of duty, uh, out of job at the minute. Jose Mourinho had been linked obviously at Roma, but he said that he wants to stay at um, Roma's. A few other names being been linked as well, but it's going to be Duncan Ferguson as interim manager until the end um, of the season as well. First of all, on Norwich, um, Max, I've the goal. I had a goal of them in recent weeks, and one of the worst teams I've seen, definitely in the Premier League. But you know, girls say they've beaten pretty much beaten Derby's record now, so been really impressed, and it was a really good victory on Saturday.
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'd be really impressed, but I mean, impressed that you know, the, maybe this game, but I think lots of it was arguably down to Everton's being particularly poor. But I mean, obviously they had to take advantage of it. And they did, and um, you know, you just got to hope that's something to build on. And in terms of the bottom teams, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that staying up uh, is impossible. I mean, it's certainly going to be very, very difficult. But um, in mathematically, obviously, uh, there is something there. And I suppose, you know, in, in terms of trying to be optimistic, it, that is certainly something that, that you can take. But um, no, I mean... It was a good win. Uh, I mean, to capitalise on a team out of form is, is very, very important. Um, but yeah, I think lots of it, you know, you look to to Everton uh, and being particularly poor, uh, perhaps. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what, what's going to happen to Everton, but um, hopefully that they have an upturn in form and, and you probably see the same for, for Norwich as well.
0: On the Everton um, managerial situation, Lloyd, obviously, as I said, sat their manager... Um, as well. But as I said, one of the names, Wayne Rooney, um, ex-Everton player, obviously Boyhood Club as well. I think personally, obviously, Derby situation either this year or or next year with Alex as well. But I don't think he should leave Derby until at least the end of the season if if they can complete it. Obviously, now they have got Duncan Ferguson as interim manager, so that's probably till the end of the season. But, you know, where does the future hold for Everton as a as the manager? Do they go to to Frank Lampard? Do they go to Rooney? Or um, do they try and bribe Jose Mourinho somehow out of Roma? Because I do believe they've done exactly the greatest of it in in Serie a. I,
1: I I definitely agree with you on Rooney. I think I think there's no way he leaves. Like it's like unfinished. It's not even really unfinished business. It's like like. <laughs> He's halfway through doing like a miraculous job like you couldn't pay him twenty million to leave there but there's no way they go for it. like I feel like they might go for him in the summer. I feel like that could be a decent move but then uh, i don't know I, th- I think he could do with a bit more experience but then I feel like after that like like they need to the calculate risk they need a the managers like who needs that step up they need to prove himself a bit more but they've shown shown what they're capable of like I, I think he fits down the summer. I think I don't know, like what they do then. Do they go for Duncan like Ferguson Until then, I think I think Frank Lampard. He's probably the best available now. Like he, he fits the category of like like it's a good enough club. The Lampard doesn't think he's too good for it. I think he'd be a good fit, you know. They have they have good youth, especially recently. They've shown that off. I think I think Vaf is probably the one I'd go for. Uh, not Vaf, uh, Lampard. I think he's probably the one I'd go for.
2: But it's obviously not, it, not Mourinho, I
1: think that's... A, no? Oh, no, yes, no, not
2: definitely Mourinho.
0: Not, definitely, definitely not. Another uh, manager mentioned former Porter and Fenerbahce manager, um, Vitor Pereira, don't know much about him as well, but apparently he was in the running before Carlo Angelotti was appointed as well, but for Everton, um, probably end the season, I will see uh, a new manager as well, and for their fans anyway, you'll be hoping that um, Duncan Ferguson can turn the club around, obviously, obviously, um, you know, really good um, job when when he was interim manager as well. Got him some really good results as well. But now he's supported by Leighton Baines as a uh, as assistant manager as well. One team that has been really impressive this season as well. Gone under the radar is Wolves. They got another win against Southampton three one. Well, Jimenez on the spot after thirty seven minutes as well. Before Connor Cody scoring a rare goal in the fifty ninth minute as well. James Ward proud of one of the well, I can't think of a better free kick this season than the one he hit on um, Saturday as well. Now he's scoring 12 free kicks in his Premier League career. You would probably say it is his, his best one from how far out he was. As well, only David Beckham with 18 has more free kicks um, with him as well. Got a consolation goal back. And Adama Traore uh, scoring in the 91st minute as well. Some transfer news involving him, which we'll talk about later on to get Wolves' um, really good free points. Um, as well, it was a really good point for Aston Villa, Villa Park coming from 2 0 down against Man United's um, Bruno Fernandes scoring twice, one in the sixth minute. Um, really, well, I say really good for you. It was very really sneaky, really. That um, little flick from Tellez and the Bruno Fernandes shot went straight under. And uh, Emmy Martinez, who fumbled it as well. So you could say football karma, brilliant there. Um, you know, Emmy Martinez obviously mocked Bruno Fernandes after Sky and the penalty in He's September. He celebrated. Now. No, like, I'm not that, Come so. on, come no. on. Just, justice is served there. Sorry. I it em. seemed like he ran
2: over and like shouted in his face yeah.
0: or something. But I mean, he turned around and did like a little shimmy, you'd call it. Yeah, He, he
1: didn't like, did do the shiva to the way end, did
0: he? Football karma there, football karma. He got what he, got he, he deserved. So, God, sorry, Emmy, but you know, I've been uh, no sympathy off uh, me for that. Um, as well, but don't think they needed sympathy as well, because um, they come back from 2-0 down, so Amy Martinez probably thanking uh, Jacob Ramsey and Philip Coutinho, because it was Ramsey that scored a brilliant goal in the 77th minute, and then coming on in the 77th minute, funny enough, um, or oh, sorry, coming on in the 68th minute, and then 77 minutes setting up, uh, Jacob Ramsey, and in the 82nd minute, Coutinho scored in his Premier League return as well—a tap in he couldn't miss, um, as well to get the comeback for Aston Villa um, as well. As I said, it's just one of them days for um, for my club, Man United. Obviously, Ronaldo not inv- involved in the squad because he was injured. Um, so really good to see Bruno playing well. Obviously, hasn't we haven't really seen it since Leeds on the opening day when he scored that hat trick. So. Really good for him. Brilliant second goal as well. Brilliant Alex, brilliant to see Alex Taylor actually back as well. I think um, he should keep his place in the team. So obviously, Luke Shaw has um, been poor as well. He's out obviously injured at the minute. Wan-Bissaka is out injured. So, I think Dalo is doing really well. I think he actually made his 50th appearance on, on the weekend. So, I think, you know, we've got good competition for them. Fred's, believe it or not, playing really well. He got an assist. So, there are some positives. But, again, it's another... Um, few drop points, but going on to Aston Villa, Philip Coutinho, um, Lloyd. How good a signing is he? Obviously, um, was at Liverpool, brilliant. Went to Barcelona for 142 million, hasn't worked out there. Bayern Munich wasn't the best, and now he's come back and uh, proven to be Aston Villa's well, brilliant 23. I mean, yeah, like
1: he's like a lot of people, I, I like a lot of people thought he was going to take a bit of time. To adjust, like not even just adjust to the league, like he hasn't played that much over the last few years. But to be fair to him, he got so John. He on and played incredibly. I think I think he's a brilliant signing. We all know what he can do when he's at his best. Is can Villa game in that situation and given by that cameo, I think they can. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do brilliantly for them.
0: Mm, that. Um... <laughs> Well, here's a, here's a question. Obviously, you know, he scored on his debut. Yeah, it was a tap-in. But do you think now he can keep up his his, his form now? And, and we can see him go back to the Coutinho, um as well. Because obviously, you know, his form at Liverpool was, was world-class. A lot of Liverpool fans were really disappointed, and rightly so. To see him go, as I said, struggled. And you rightly said, maybe some people were thinking, taking time. Do you think he can continue this form? To the end of the season because obviously he's on loan, optioned by so I think 33 million or 38 million as well. So do you think that he can perform the rest of the season now?
1: Yeah, I think he can. Like, like he he could have a nice pass. In. I I don't think he went down with the assist, did it? No, I think, uh,
0: he had no, a nice think.
1: pass. In, you know, like you said, he got the goal. Like obviously he's not gonna he's not gonna average a goal a game, but but yeah, I, I think he's going to do brilliantly still.
0: And be really, uh, if you're an Aston Villa fan, you definitely be um, hoping for that as well. But one of the, the other main stories off the pitch coming from Man United was um, Anthony Martial not being in the squad as well. Ralph Wangenick said that he didn't want to be part of the squad. Then Martial on uh, Instagram then come out and said on his uh, story, I will never refuse to play for Man United. I've been here for seven years. I've never disrespected and will never disrespect the club and the fans obviously um we turned down a loan deal from Sevilla at the start of the transfer window as well obviously i think he should go because one he's, he's not well, i wouldn't say he's not very good but he's not good enough i don't think to play for us at the minute and two maybe he's, obviously we don't know his attitude bit problem um so i just think the sooner we get rid of him the better so you yeah, know we'll soon have to see what, what the future holds for um, Martial, but I don't think it's just him that there's a problem. There's several players I think we do need to get rid of, and that are causing um, a problem as well. One team we didn't have a problem despite having uh, their main two players, Salah Romani, out as well with Liverpool. They got past Brentford winning 3 0. Fabino, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and Minamino with the goals there. Trent with another assist. Andy Robertson on his return with the assist and Firmino um, contribution as well on Jurgen Klopp's 350th game as manager as well. Obviously, no North London derby um, as well. So Sky only had one game and it turned out to be a cracker really at the London Stadium. Leeds winning 3-2. Um, Jack Harrison with a hat trick for uh, Leeds, obviously. Um, I think it's his first ever career hat-trick as well, um, even including the loan spells he now on. Jared Bowen then uh, scoring as well again, and Pablo Fornell's getting a good finish as well, but for West Ham it wasn't enough as well. Uh, Aaron Cresswell and Antonio with the assist, but... Um Antonio could have actually had another assist if Jared Bowen in the last minute just directed his header down <laughs> into goals. So, well, he obviously scored a header for his goal from a corner, so you would be expecting him to score that. Um on the full time whistle went, but for Leeds they had to make two subs within the first fifteen minutes and oh, well, I think it's four of their bench were under the age of eighteen. So fair play to um for, for digging out and even playing the game, you would say. As well, more than two teams did. Um, we we'll To talk about in a minute, in a minute as well, but for Leeds really good victory um, for them as well. And they actually did have that Klitsch goal ruled out, which was uh, a bit at a harsh, job, you would say, offside is um, offside. And as I said, the final game of the week, it was supposed to be the main game, really, um, or you can argue Man City Chelsea, but. Um, one of the, the main games of the weekend as well. On Saturday, Arsenal requested to postpone the North London derby because of um, coronavirus. I think it was one positive COVID test, which is Odegaard injuries and obviously some players at uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. And then obviously Saturday night, they approved this um, as well. Obviously, you probably are going to be biased to your teams. And there's been a lot of conversation on, it's a bit... A lot of people have said it's a disgrace Arsenal have only had one positive Covid test and why he should be called off. Obviously, a lot of people have said, well, they blame it on AFCON. A few players gone to AFCON as well, but AFCON has been going for, what, 20 years now and, and teams have been able to deal with it. But Lloyd's going to give you a minute here. Defend Arsenal and why Arsenal would like to call it off. It doesn't need to be a defence. If you... If people are genuinely
1: saying Arsenal shouldn't have postponed it saying we should have played it, then, like, I'm sorry, you are, like, just an idiot. We followed the rules of what the Premier League said. If you want to criticise anything, criticise the rules, we had 13 senior players, and the rules say you need 14 to have a squad. P- people saying, oh, yeah, we only had one COVID case and we postponed it, but then it, it was revealed we had more than one and we had multiple other injuries, and then people saying, oh, no, all of these teams had injuries, but they could, they could, had enough senior players to fill the squad. But yeah, we could, we could have gone and played the kids. We, we could have gone and played the run to twenty three team. Obviously, we could have done that. But like, that would have been throwing the game. Like, we that's basically match fixing. Like, we're obviously not going to do that. I, um, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous people claiming it. Like, I, I, I don't even get the viewers saying play the kids. Uh, like, it, it's. We, we followed the rules. You can't criticise Arsenal at all. Criticise Liverpool. They faked all their tests.
0: Okay, we'll talk about that, Max. Were you really disappointed you didn't get to play Arsenal, and were you well, I mean, I was a bit angry? I, I mean, I
2: wouldn't say angry. I would. I'm disappointed that you know we didn't get to play a week in the Arsenal side. Um, I mean, obviously, I would have preferred them to play. But I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not necessarily criticise. I wouldn't criticise Arsenal. like Lloyd said i Maybe just say that, obviously, if you have any frustration directed towards maybe uh, the Premier League. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing, like a criticism, which isn't necessarily even a criticism. It's just obviously unfortunate, if anything, um, uh, obviously sending a player out on loan at the beginning of the um, of the, of the window. And obviously that if they had would have had that, that uh, a, a extra player available, they would have, been, would have been able to play. But I mean, it's, it is unfortunate. You could argue that maybe Arsenal should have been mindful of, um, not to do it with obviously the, the problem with COVID and everything, but I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a and They probably weren't thinking about that too much, obviously just trying to get business done. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously I would have uh, wanted uh, an easier game, but uh, not going to get that now. And it is, I mean, it's frustrating because obviously Spurs do have quite a lot of postponed games to play and that's going to get really difficult for Spurs at the, uh, towards maybe the end of the season now. But um, I mean, it's just, just going to have to deal with it really. You can't really complain too much and, just got to get on with it. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate, but this is how it is.
0: I, I agree. I think the rules are really consistent. I'm not going to blame any team here. But I'm going to be a bit of devil's advocate against Arsenal here, Lloyd. Max made a, a good point that I was going to mention. Obviously, Arsenal have let players go out on loan before the game. Maitland-Niles went out on loan to Roma. Um, in recent days, Pablo Mari's gone out on loan as well. Yes, you would... Obviously, you don't want to play the kids because, you know... They'd be at a disadvantage and I want to mention the Burnley situation later but you have got to maybe look at at Leeds, they had a massive depleted squad and they played against you, played on the weekend with a a much depleted squad so I'm playing a bit devil's advocate here, do you understand where some people's criticism is coming from in the points I've just made?
1: No, I remember says Fabregas' form. Well, he broke his leg during the game and then he's got a penalty with a broken leg. You wouldn't then say if a player breaks his leg, you wouldn't go, oh, well, Ses Fabregas's going on playing and scores. You wouldn't say that. It, it, if the other teams wanted to postpone it, why didn't they? Why didn't they apply for it? They have the same rules as we do. We all have the same rules. And then about the transfers, I think a lot of people think Roma just went an email about us and were like, oh, yeah, can we have made an announcement? And we were like, Oh yeah, go on there. We'll send them over tomorrow. Like that transfer, it's probably been it's probably been down the line for months. Like transfers just aren't they aren't an overnight thing. So I think a lot of people do think they are. Like it, this is something that's been planned over months and months with a, a lot of regular contact, a lot of checking in. Like it, there's a lot of stuff which goes into a transfer. The, we can't just pull the plug on it via the final stage and go. Oh yeah, we need to make we need to make the squad so we don't get some tweets and we don't get. Gary Neville being like, oh yeah, it's awful what Arsenal are doing. Man, I'd never do that. Well, I'm,
0: I'm not going to comment on that because I want to make a, a point later, but obviously, um, now we'll see. Well, obviously, Spurs are going to be disadvantaged because you would suspect Arsenal have all the better players back, but. Um, does make it certainly a, an interesting um, prospect, you know, as well. But as you said, we can all agree that the rules are inconsistent. And you, you well, they're not inconsistent. With... Well, they are. The rules different... the same for everyone. Yeah, but there's been different circumstances where they call games off and they, well, they play, uh, teams have played games, I should say, when others have
2: being called off. I mean, that's just the, inconsistency in the application or like there's just the dust
0: under the teams really. But, I mean. a,
1: a lot of the time they don't even apply for it. Like what? a lot of people are saying about Chelsea, I don't think they applied to get their games postponed.
0: Well, yeah, Leeds I suppose in, in then, a way. Th-
1: there's a lot of teams who are like, like I know Beanie they had a lot of games postponed not due to COVID. or well, like like they could have still played there too. No one says anything about that. As soon as Arsenal go and postpone again everyone's on their case.
0: Mm, like, yeah, good, good good, point, I suppose. Um, there, But it was um, a postponed game as well. And then there were games this midweek as well. There was due to be a game on, uh, two games on Tuesday. One at half, seven was due to be um, Burnley against Watford. Um, now, I, I'm not going to apply anything here. Burnley fans listening, I, I'm not saying this. But I would say... I'm not Obviously, you don't know, but you would see some teams maybe taking advantage, and I'm not saying Arsenal did, but maybe taking advantage of this. Maybe the fact is that Burnley obviously lost Chris Wood, haven't really got a striker. I'm not saying they fixed it, because they might have a load of COVID cases. That's why I think they should come out and, and name the players so we know and see correct the information. But is there the fact, though, that it's such a big game against Watford? They've now rearranged it for the, the 5th of Feb. When both teams are at the FA Cup, so transfer window will be closed. So you would be hoping Burnley get a stronger team. I, I don't know. It's a it's a situation where you would hope teams are not taking advantage, but you just never know. Unless I suppose you um well release release who's testing positive and and who's not. I suppose in in a way as well. But there was one other game on Tuesday at the Amex between. Brighton and Chelsea. Chelsea dropping more points, drawing 1-1 as well. He was Hakim Ziyech who put Chelsea ahead off the 28 minutes. Didn't celebrate, though, I suppose. That's towards his frustration and and not playing too much as well. And Adam Webster scoring on the hour mark um, uh, as well. But as I said, Chelsea, more drop points for them. On Wednesday, there were two games, really good entertaining games, actually. Uh, The one at the King Power Stadium between Leicester and Tottenham. Um, for me and Lloyd especially, we were really disappointed with um Leicester as well. Obviously, not pulled yeah, appalled. yeah, yeah. They, they, they should be, and to be fair, Lloyd, and we said it off here, you have said a bit well, I wouldn't say a bit harshly in using it, but Leicester have been bottlers and and whatever, and they certainly did that in what the 94th minute. And By the looks of it, they did, watching the highlights, did play really well. They went ahead after 24 minutes, Patterson-Dacker as well. Harry Kane getting um, goal in the 38th minute as well, before James Madison continuing his brilliant run of form, scoring in the 76th minute. Then six minutes of added time, you probably thought, um, in the fourth minute. Tottenham losing. Tottenham fans, I know a few of them actually listened to talks, but actually left in the 93rd, 94th minute as well. And then coming off the bench, one player that has been linked away, and we said that a few weeks ago, Stephen Bergwijn, um as well. Uh, Matt Doherty we talked about right in a minute, with the assist. And then two minutes later, one-on-one with the goalkeeper after appalling defending from Leicester as well. Um, it's Bergwijn scoring again to get Tottenham a huge three points. Um, ones they probably didn't deserve as well but have somehow got it oh i mean i don't know if we, we
2: dominated them
0: we had like yeah it was
1: if, if if they score those goals over the like over the 90 minutes well spread out then yeah, you yeah,
2: definitely I
1: mean, deserved.
0: deserved it was but definitely but, deserved. It's, but it's all right maybe deserved. but it's We're besides the team the you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have won that game because leicester and yeah, maybe,
1: you could say that like grounds of how it happened
0: yeah okay, or, like, maybe okay
1: a bit okay. like it.
0: Yeah, okay, you did have what twenty-seven shots, so yeah, fair, fair enough, you should have won it. But you would say, and I'm not just saying this because Man United again start them in the top four, but you would say Leicester should be holding on onto that yeah. as well. So really, really disappointing. Yeah, but you would say, Max, it's a really important three points in terms of race for the Champions League, and like I said, possibly third. So you must be really happy with, especially Steven Bergwijn, and as I said, Matt Doth that played really well, and Harry Kane and Winks.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, uh, an incredible moment I think. Um, and I was pretty dejected, obviously conceding the 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 Madison goal. I mean, uh, you know, I think if obviously Leicester were to win that game, I I think that I would have you know said it was probably undeserved just because of. Spurs, you know, the missing chances, and and really, it should have probably been over uh, in the first half. So, yeah, I mean, in order, uh, you know, turning it around like that and and getting a win was uh, was really really impressive, and obviously really really important as well. Um, and I think specifically uh, the players that that did it, uh, you know, I think that adds an entire different level. Um, obviously bergvine uh, I mean, I wouldn't say he's been terrible. You know, he's had problem with injuries this season, and and if anything, you know, he's slowly kind of proved himself obviously had a good game against west ham in the cup as well um but you know i mean he, he's kind of been slowly improving and and, and kind of uh, showing almost flashes of, of brilliance you know across the season but obviously him doing that this now is uh I think it's really great for him um and obviously players harry winks performing again um and obviously matt doherty comes on and 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 does kind of unbelievably well i mean you'd probably argue that it was his best game for Spurs. Um, I mean, maybe that's that's not necessarily hard um, with some of his performances, but obviously good good for him to to make an impact. And obviously, I think he was credited with the assist for the um, uh, one of the fine goals. So that, that that is good for him. Um, I mean, the only criticism you'd place is probably the defense uh, giving uh, less the two goals, which you know they took advantage of uh, kind of poor defending from Spurs. But I mean, you, you could argue that. Uh, there were plays out in the uh, in the defence that that would help, but yeah, no, I mean overall, brilliant, brilliant game, and you know, one of the games that you know, it's just just incredible, and one of the games you'll remember as well. Um, but yeah, no, really, really, really special game.
0: Is a is a. Question for you now. Obviously, Lucas Moore was famous for that Champions League semi-final comeback. Which did you prefer more? Were you more oh, impressed? With you the can't. You can't even the same paragraph. You not the, the same
2: paragraph. You know, you can't. You can't even compare them.
0: Yeah. That's Isn't it, it? not? You if you are, if that, if those three points get Tottenham top for the end of season, would no, you change? You can't I still no come on. No, there's no. no I, I agree. No. I'm just seeing if I'm what a Tottenham fan thinks of inch. but I agree. That's you like saying, Juno you know Ronaldo's
1: like last minute goes? just like Villarreal. Is that better than Ole's winner in the last minute?
0: No, oh, God, no. <laughs> Is no. it better?
1: What, what no. happens though? if
0: <laughs> Yeah. And talking of uh good, uh good swift point there of Man United and Ronaldo. Um, the other game on Wednesday, Man United's first trip to the Brentford Community Stadium and it was a really good one as well. As as I said, we got a 3-1 victory as well. It was Anthony Alanga who was scoring our first um, away goal of... Two, oh, no, sorry. get this right. Getting, obviously, our first win of uh, 2022 in the Premier League as well. And he was led by Anthony Alanga... Uh, with the goal after 55 minutes. Obviously, Ralf um really um, impressed with him recently and, and when he's been in starting a, a lot of games as well. Finally got his goal, well-taken goal as well. Mason Greenwood scoring in the 62nd minute and coming off the bench, Marcus Rashford in the 77th minute. Um, as well, Brentford did score like Ivan Tony in 85th minute as well. Long throw into the box, Norgard headed on and Tony was there for a, a tapping. But another assist for Fred, another two for Bruno Fernandes, who was excellent as well. Obviously, you will say one of the talking points was Ronaldo being subbed off for Haier Maguire. Um, and, well, having a strop on, on the sidelines as well. But, um, well, obviously, I see it as you would be, especially being Ronaldo, because... Everywhere he goes, he's due to be playing, you know. You would be frustrated being taken off. Many other players have been frustrated. But I, I know, obviously, brilliant Ronaldo, one of the greatest players. But I've got to the stage now where if you're... If, I don't care who you are. If, you, if you're Ronaldo, if you, you're Phil Jones, if, if you're playing poor, then you should be taken off. We generally got to that stage now where we can't carry passengers, especially that we are going minimal... Top four, and that's how, how, like I said, start the season. I said we'd win the league and have the mighty have fallen in terms of, the, of that case as well. But you know, no passengers, don't matter who you are. Ronaldo been playing really poor recently as well. Um, so you know,
2: I think, I think, I mean, some people could argue that you know, Ronaldo doing something like that is like elite mentality and shows that you know he's a winner and wants to do better. But I think, to be honest with you, that is probably. A poor mentality, and it's the kind of mentality that is dragging United yeah. down a bit, I think.
0: <sighs> I don't again, just a bit of a dragging down, but as you said, he's, he's been poor recently. Oh, no,
2: I think I think multiple players kind of have a similar sort of thing for United. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, you know, and I'm not just saying Ronaldo's been poor, Rashford's been poor. I know, well, taking goals as well. Hopefully, they'll get his confidence up as well. You know, a lot of the players have been poor. Most of our squad has been poor, to be honest. De Gea, brilliant again, but as you said, it's just finding consistency. And we've got a massive game tomorrow against um, West Ham, Old Trafford as well. So, you know, hopefully next show I'll be talking about United uh, back in the, the top four race as well. But there was a bit of history made. We're the first side to reach 300 away wins in the Premier League um, era as well. So a uh, brilliant bit of history as well. And it, it was a really good performance, despite Thomas Frank, uh, you know, I, I know he's right in some sense. Man United have been poor, like anyone could tell, anyone interested in football could tell you that as well. But I think he was a bit disrespectful. He was, you know, mocking Sancho. Yes, Sancho has been poor for being worth seventy two million. But you know, he, he wasn't even in the squad because you know he went to a, a, his family's funeral as well. So you know, come out and apologize, Thomas. Frank. I know you're a bit um, opinionated, and you've said about Christian Eriksen the other day and and this and that and and some other players and and the COVID situation but you know I think he took it a bit too far and you know I'm not saying he's deflecting the attention from Brentford's poor run of form because you know Brentford's first year in the Premier League and they've done quite well but maybe if instead of having to go and saying Man United were lucky which I disagree with we were the better side poor towards the end to concede a goal but maybe instead of mouthing off and having a go at Man United focus on your own team and trying to get your own strikers to score goals maybe you will win games and perform better try and get Ivan Tony to score more more goals and then so you know I'm not being harsh on Brentford or Thomas Frank not having a go but maybe have a look at your own team before you judge um, others that's all I'm saying um, on Thomas Frank as well, but as you said, that was it for the Premier League um, this week as well. So the Premier League table, Man City extend lead at the top of the uh, Premier League table. That really good victory over Chelsea, as you said, probably won the league um, now even in January as well. All different teams played different amount of games. So in last um it's well, 22 and 23. So Man City played 22-56, Liverpool played 21-45. Chelsea played 23-44, West Ham played 22-37, Tottenham go up to fifth now, played 19-36, Arsenal obviously dropping down, not playing this game week as well, played 20-35. And then the rest of the table will um, pretty much unchanged. Man United, 35 from 21. Wolves, 31 from 20. Brighton, 29 from 21. Leicester, 25 from 19. Crystal Palace, 24 from 21. The same amount as Southampton have got as well in 12. Aston Villa in 13, 23 from 20. Brentford, 23 from 22 as well. Leeds, 22 from 20. Everton 19 from 19 as well. Watford 14 from 19 as well. And the bottom three, Norwich 13 from 21. Newcastle 12 from 20. And you are hearing this right. Burnley 11 from 17 um, as well. So uh, interesting to see um, if Burnley can get a few wins and obviously take them up the league as well. But the game with 23 for the, the Premier League stands at this in terms of fixtures. Um, tonight Watford against Norwich massive game at the bottom six pointer there it's already massive because obviously normally if you're Watford and Norwich as Alex has said before with this card if you look at um, the promoted teams that come up with you as well and you think that's a real chance for, for three points or six points over the games as well so both teams would be going into that um, thinking is it a real chance for three points there so that's on Sky Sports at eight o'clock then on Saturday Everton against Aston Villa at half twelve on BT the 3 o'clock games, Brentford against Wolves, Leeds against Newcastle, the big one at Old Trafford between Man United and West Ham. Half 5 see Slapton take on Man City on Sky. Sunday, um, two games on Sky. Crystal Palace, Liverpool at uh, 2 o'clock on Sky. Two other games at 2 o'clock, Arsenal, Burnley and uh, Leicester against Brighton. Then the big London derby, Chelsea, Tottenham at half four on Sky. And part of game week 23, even though... Um, it is next Saturday being rearranged as well. It's Burnley against Watford at six o'clock live on um, BT Sport as well. Quickly on the fixtures, uh, starting with you, Lloyd, against Burnley. If it's on, obviously we don't know the situation with Burnley at the minute. It is. Um, think you should bounce back to three points there? Uh,
1: yeah, I hope we do. But
0: like, like at the
1: midfield options we have now, given that. Well, or both our, both our best and most senior midfielders with the red cards going into this game. <laughs> so that's a, that's quite disappointing. But I I, I hope we do. Well. We struggled against them earlier in the season, but I think we'll do a lot better now. But i say earlier, I think if there's any game that you can use to kickstart the uh, survival campaign, oh, they can go be this one. It always seems to be the the team teams like to get their first win against
0: um, I hope I'm going to jinx uh, Tottenham by saying this as well, but I think, Max, going into this, you're you're the favourites against Chelsea. Do you agree with I don't with think it? we'll ever
2: be the favourites going to Stamford Bridge. I just don't think
0: no.
2: that's... Stamford Bridge, Spurs have won, I mean, one game in about, what, like 54, I don't even know how many years. But obviously if, I think they won, obviously, that game against uh, Chelsea three years ago, Deli Ali when he scored the brace. But, you know, when you go to Stamford Bridge on, on Derby Day... Um, you know, it, it, these are the kind of games form almost goes out the window, really. So, you know, it, it is, it is uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's as simple as Chelsea are playing poor, Spurs are in, you know, pretty good form. So, you know, they can easily go and get a win. And it's just not that simple when you have, you know, uh, uh, such, a, such a rivalry like that. Obviously, you know, the Chelsea fans will be up for it. Especially when you say when you, I mean, not it was not even it's not even you know, a week ago, um, or maybe just over, you know, Sp- Spurs have already lost two games to, to Chelsea recently, so you know it's not exactly like, yeah, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say that's a favourite, basically, yeah, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that.
0: Um, as so well, I wouldn't say Man United favourites against West Ham. Obviously, for both your teams, Arsenal and Tottenham, you could do with a draw in that one, dropping points off for two top four rivals. But am I going to be in a a really good mood in Man United uh, on coming home Saturday night and on the show next week. just both think will we beat West Ham?
1: And I'd probably say sadly. I think I think you will. I think, but yeah. I think Man United away is always a tough fixture, despite the form you're in. Like we went there and like we went there in good form. We we played well, but it's it's just such a tough ground to go to, and I think I think that really does make the difference in games like this. I think West Ham, like, like, they're all in really good form. But I, I don't know, they're the dodging game his leads. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm back in United for once.
0: A lot of teams are currently at Man United doing and, and got good results. Villa won in September. Everything got a, a point. In yeah, but since we haven't looked convincing at all, we haven't yeah, looked convincing. A lot
1: of we in September, though. In September, we were 20th in the league.
0: That's true, but yeah, but we haven't been. You know, we lost at home to Wolves at the start of January at home, as well. One the the other fact, they've won there in in God knows how long. So, you know, it's it's not we're not convincing at home. Yeah, we'd be you 3 2 as well. Brilliant game, but we have lost. Um, obviously, Man City, and Liverpool, prime examples.
2: Um, I mean, that's Man to-
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I'll give you that, but you know, we we drop points against Everton, Villa. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say. I mean, it. I think.
2: I mean, I think depending on, I mean, it would be interesting. Just obviously, to t- see the team selection. Um, yeah. if he's maybe if he's maybe able to um, to to find a good selection of players, who, uh, maybe the attitudes a bit different. You know, I think we'll we'll see. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's impossible for them to win. I think maybe you could point out and argue that uh, Man United are in bad form. It'll be difficult for them. Obviously, uh, West Ham are in good form. But I, I you know, I, I do think that there's there's a chance that that maybe you know something's changed and and Man United can get a win. Well, I'd
0: certainly, hope already central so. one. Right? Yeah. Win would be yeah uh, would be nice if if we can get it. Um. As well, and then moving on, I uh, will talk more EFL next week when Alex is on because there's been a lot of uh, stories involving transfers as well. and Obviously, Fulham dominating. Um, Alex, EFL fans, tune in next week for that. Um, but we will talk about this week. The uh, EFL cups uh, took place as well. The two legs between um Aston Liverpool. as Obviously, as Lloyd said earlier, um, they got um. Well postponed because of false, you would say, yeah, false test. I think they called it, and they false positives yeah. um, in there as well. But before that, it was the second leg of the uh, League Cup between Chelsea and Tottenham. As Max said, there was Chelsea that went through as well. Tottenham bit unlucky in, in some sense as well. You had VAR really against you as well. You had Hoiberg got bought down by. Um, uh, Rudiger as well wasn't a, given a penalty just after half time. You had a, a penalty when Capa brought down Lucas Mora. clearly and correctly, Mike Dean in the VL ruled out. You could see Capa got the the uh, goal as well, and you know you had goals ruled out. But Max, overall, I'm not going to say you just weren't good enough. Galini obviously made that um, caught in no man's land and made that big mistake. But you must be disappointed that you dropped. Well, I'm not going to say dropped out of another competition, but it's another cut that you're going to have to wait years to win.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, if it, if it was, uh, you know, obviously, I, like, I think I've said it before, but beggars can't be choosers. But, I mean, it's not the most frustrating uh, thing in the world. You know, Chelsea are just a better team. We saw that in the first leg quite comfortably. But, you know, they, they beat us comfortably. So, you know, it's unfortunate. Obviously, the VAR, you know, it's, it is a bit, uh, I mean, frustrating. But, I mean, they're not, incorrect decisions, I don't think, so, you know, it's just one of those games, Chelsea are are a good size, you know, regardless of the form they're in, they're always, they are quality, Um, so, yeah, you know, I think you've just got to to get on with it, I think it's difficult to take, but, um, you know, uh, I mean, Spurs, they're used to it, I think.
0: Here's a question, would you rather finish fifth uh, in Europa League places and win the FA Cup, or get knocked out in the next round of the FA Cup, go trophyless for another season, but scrape Champions League?
2: I mean, that's a really good question, because, I mean, I think for most clubs, you know, it's Champions League quite comfortably. Um, You know, Champions League is really important. It gets you, you know, a lot of money. Gets you, um, obviously, just playing Champions League, you know, it's, it's a pretty important thing. You know, lots of fans... Love to see it being in the competition is you know it's very prestigious, but obviously for for what Spurs need um, you know a trophy that is a trophy. So, I mean, I think I think to be honest with you, I think it depends who gets top four. If Arsenal get top four and Spurs win uh, the FA Cup, I probably would say I'd rather Spurs get top four. But if it's you know maybe Man United, uh, I I'd, I'd probably maybe go with the FA Cup to be honest with you.
0: So. Oh, Point there, but as you said, it was Anthony Rudiger's goal after 16, uh, 18 minutes, sorry, which sent Chelsea through 3 0 on aggregate as well. The first leg on Thursday, um, at Anfield between Liverpool and Arsenal, uh, saw Granit Xhaka surprisingly get a red card after 24 (laughs) minutes as well. Um, Terrible challenge on Jota. Their last man studs up on his, his stomach and his chest as well, which now means no Premier League player has been sent off more times in all competitions than Granite Jack of five since his first season at Arsenal in 2016 to 17. What's that now? 14 red cards you've had. Um, obviously, Thomas <laughs> Bart again sent off in the second leg. I mean, first of all, forget the second leg a minute um, and the red card. But it was a really good performance, wasn't it, to hang on to Liverpool, who didn't take their chances. Proved that, um, yeah, as I said at the time in the first leg, proved they were missing Salah Armani. But you must have been really perform- uh, pleased with the performance going away to Anfield, with ten men and getting a, a draw. Well, yeah, it, if you told me, if you told me that before the game, I'd, I'd bow your hand off. Like th- that is a brilliant result.
1: Like I didn't think, like as soon as the red got happened, I was fully expecting a three nil. Like I, th- I think everyone was really I know I I I know Liverpool fans who I thought and I know Arsenal fans who as well like th- there's not many teams which can hold up against who-, who can get clean sheets with Liverpool with 11 men and then we we go and lose one of our main well it's like it's, I know a lot of people don't rate him but he's still he's still a very big player for us we, we do need him and the fact that we went and did that without him I think I think it's incredible I, th- I think it was a very good result but. Sadly, the, the second leg was a bit a bit different.
0: On the first leg, obviously, Granite Jacker um, reports believe, that he's um, in an FA investigation about a yellow card earlier in the season and betting on on that first of all, first question then of the, the two, um, what is his problem? And second of all, what are your thoughts on the the betting scandal? Well, the, like to be fair, like I think I think now.
1: A lot of the red cards, I guess, is just reputation worthy. Like I always recall the one against City at the start of the season, where like, like you, you make zero contact and gets a red card for it. Like I feel like, I feel like some based off the reputation of, oh yeah, it's Granit Xhaka gets red cards all the time. I, I don't think this one was. Like it was last man. It was, it was quite the high foot. I, I know it wasn't given for that, but still, like I, I wouldn't complain if it was. And then about the about the. The spot fixing allegation. I, I don't really want to say much on it yet because it hasn't like well there's no official progress. It's just that the fact that the investigation was launched and then it was revealed that there was I think it was a sixty five thousand pound bet placed on Zaka to get a to get a yellow card and it was like an eightieth minute of the game, which obviously does look quite suspicious. I think if it does happen. Like I, I don't even need to say rip up because rip up his contract because uh, he'll probably be slapped with a three-year ban if it is. I think it's... well like if he does it, that's it's awful. Like he's someone, he's someone known as a top professional. Like Mourinho wanted to sign him. Like he's very much known as that that type of character. I think I think it'd be awful if he did do it. But I mean, it isn't like good but I'd, I'd I'd much rather wait and see what the see what the investigation
0: says. Yeah, fair, fair play as well. But you know, if if people did uh, put money on Granite Jack to get of card, but who's in a way looking at the funny side. It was pretty much a safe bet. And if
1: you don't even need to fix it, no, you do that in most games. You pay it, a red card, get a bit more money next time.
0: Yeah. Um, well, one player that I thought did play well, Callum Chambers, as well, really well in the the first leg at Anfield as well. You must have been impressed with him.
1: Uh, yeah, like he was brilliant. I always remember that when he was on loan at Fulham, he came back with Player of the Season. That was a. He was playing as a defensive midfielder, which is quite interesting as well, given that well, our current midfield crisis. I think, I think it'd be very interesting to see if he could do a good job there, especially with, well, uh, with the, Tommy Esu. Like, like he's our right back. Like, I don't think anyone's going to change that, for a long time. So, Go on. And, uh, I think I think in the summer I think we are going to get another right back purely because well, like we need a right back who like overlaps. I think we need more like like I, I love Tommy Acid. I rate him incredibly highly. I think he's one of the best in the league in terms of right backs. But well, he's, he's that defensive right back, and in the game where we we tactically we want that overlapping right back, like it, we do need it, and it is well it's, like it, it is an improvement we'll make.
0: You are quick, quick question: Cedric or Callum Chambers as the back of Callum blockback. Chambers, Callum
1: Chambers, easily. So that's Cedric from his they oh. We on Chambers, and then Chambers, he, like he, he barely plays, but every time he does, he, he, he likes to really score on the ball. I remember uh, it, was, it was the cup game. I, I can't remember what the opponent was, but he got subbed on and scored within about within about 20 seconds. When I got that. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. I, I really rate Chambers quite high. I think, I think it's good. It's
0: just if it's a, if it's a van. Um Sadly, in the second leg um, yesterday on, on Thursday, um, you couldn't get through, though, two goals from Diego Jota, a bit of a, a lucky first one as well, and a brilliant finish for the second one, dinking it over Aaron Ramsdale as well. You would. Some I think Paul Merson was a bit harsh to criticise Aaron Ramsdale for the the first goal maybe his positioning, but maybe mm, I I did a bit harsh, more of a not a flukish finish, but a bit of a, a scuffed finish from Diego Ziota as well. He scored two, and Trent Alexander Arnold brilliant again with two assists. Now Diego Ziota now on fourteen goals this season as well. But it was Liverpool that reached their first Wembley final for six years um, as well. Lloyd he must have been really disappointing to watch against. I'm not being harsh year but you probably missed a big chance against maybe liverpool's b team but
1: no I, I think i think it was still quite a strong team like obviously they didn't have any uh, salable martin but i still think it was it was, it was it was still a very good team like they still played well they showed the obviously that like they obviously still need Salomon money but they can they can deal without them but obviously they're going to return for the final in it well, like I'd probably back him against Chelsea, but in terms of the performance, it was, well, it was very annoying. We went from our backs against the wall, 17 minutes with 10 men at Anfield, pulling the result. And then, well, we just looked... We looked toothless. Like I said at the start of the game, it was either going to go really well for us or, or horribly. I think that is the risk when we played the we play that system with Smith and Odegaard in midfield. But we were kind of forced into it with the amount of injuries and suspensions we have. So look like, I think like it, it would have been nice to go to the final, but I don't know if I would have backed us against Chelsea. Mm, really? Uh, I, I don't know.
2: know
0: that, I, not, I I said so I mean I don't know what it is, but it's probably a while away as well. Just it's Mark mar- as Jurgen Klopp needed reminding. But I don't know, I said to you before the guy I thought the winner of Arsenal Chelsea uh, Arsenal Liverpool, I think will go on and win the league Cup.
2: March is quite um, wide wider way. I mean, they have a lot of time to recuperate form and the player form and things like that. I think you know, Chelsea are, I mean, on paper, they are just a better side. So I mean, uh... It's
1: it Chelsea in Caps as well. Like, like they're, they're very good in, in the in the one-off games. Like, they should have been a city where, well, they seem to lose in the league reason, but when it's on the bigger stage when it mattered, okay. they beat them. Like, they do look like a very good cap team. I think... Although well, not really kept it like obviously a bit more than that. I think Tuchel, I think he's really good as well. He's really good at making those tactical changes which are uh, which are needed throughout that 90 minutes. But uh, I really, I really was in a back to Although I feel like we've been a fair amount recently. Like like obviously we've been in that FA Cup final. We beat them in the in the Boxing Day game. We got Frank Lampard sacked and well, Arteta's job saved. we beat been in that in that one nil. It was one of Tuchel's first losses for them. Like I feel like we are.
0: Like for, for probably a couple of years, we were probably the crypt tonight, really. But sadly, you can't uh, be that. And quickly, Max Liverpool, obviously, when he joined from 45 million from Wolves um, before the start of last season as well, he, he came in um, behind the big three of uh, Roberto Firmino, man and Salah. Now he scored 27 goals in 57 uh, games for the club, Diego Jota. I mean, you know, you would probably say, he's jumped above Firmino into the the top three spots as their main three, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, Just in terms of the output, uh, goals, especially right now, uh, with players being out, uh, obviously, I mean, Salah being out, he's definitely need to replace the goals. Firmino is a good player, and and I'd stand by that, but maybe in terms of the output, doesn't necessarily have the same um, as as Jota, who's, you know, proven uh, to be fantastic at scoring goals uh, and, you know, which playing centrally um, or out wide, he's capable of doing it. I mean, I don't think uh, you can really have any complaints. Uh, you know, he's just fantastic receiving it in the box uh, and putting the back of the net, you yeah, know, he's fantastic. And it seemed kind of a strange signing when it happened, but obviously in hindsight, really, really good piece of business. And uh, obviously just something that Liverpool maybe saw that, other teams didn't, and they, you know, they got the deal done, and now it's proven to be really uh, proven to turn out really well for them. So, yeah, great, great signing in retrospect, and a, and a great player as well.
0: So uh, it's Liverpool and Chelsea that progressed through to the uh, Carabao Cup final in um, March as well. Disappointment for Arsenal, and then finally to end, the show, we'll be looking uh, at the transfers as well. But before that, this week, as I said earlier, it was the best FIFA awards as well with the best players. Uh, in the world get um, nominated well, officially by FIFA no longer part of the Ballon d'Or as well in terms of goalkeepers of the year was the first uh, award to be announced it was Christina Elder of Chile uh, the one the women's, uh, women's goalkeeper of the year, Edward Mendy no real surprise they're winning uh, the men's goalkeeper of the year as well the fair play award rightly so went to the Danish national team um, and coaching staff as well, obviously, in saving Christian Eriksson's life at Euro 2020, so uh, well deserved and brilliant work from uh, the Danish medical team it was a Chelsea double in terms of coach of the year, Emma Hayes after a, a brilliant travel win for Chelsea's women team, uh, winning the, the coach of the year in the women's football and uh, in the men's obviously winning them the Champions League was Thomas Tuchel um, as well Eric Lamella proven he's won more trophies individually in the past two years than he did at Tottenham and Tottenham have won in the past ten years winning the Puskas award for his Rabona finish. Against Arsenal, obviously, Son won it last year for uh, his goal against hey, hey, uh, It counts as a trophy for Spurs. Uh, right. yeah, back, mate, uh, back to back Puskas, you can't sing that. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, Son won his award for was it Burnley? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah,
0: yeah. A goal like 60 yard run or whatever. Yeah, 60 yard. you the fir, first team in history to have two consecutive Puskas award winners, so there's, there's something uh, to be proud of. Um, as well and then in terms of the best players as well uh, after a a brilliant record for 26 goals for Barcelona uh, last season as well a record for any midfielder in um, Europe in the the midfield the midfielder Alexa and Palesta, the Spanish midfielder won the FIFA best women's player and the men's player finally we can see it happening. The fans, the players, the coaches, and journalists have all spoken, and they named Roberto, La- uh, Robert, sorry Roberto, Robert um, as the best uh, men's player of 2021 as well. Obviously, 41 uh, goals last season as well. He broke Gerd Muller's record of 40 for a season, so you probably say uh, about timing and well deserved as well. And in terms of the FIFA Pro 11, which a bit questionable. Um, which I'll say in a minute, a goalkeeper position. It was a a typical FIFA 3-3-4 formation. It was uh, Donnarumma, the Italy goalkeeper, the one goalkeeper of the year, despite Edouard Mendy getting goalkeeper of the the year as well. The defence, Ruben Diaz, um, brilliant for Man City. was Benucci, obviously brilliant Euros with Italy. And David Alba, um, I, I don't know why, but obviously deserved to be in there. According to the journalists, coaches, and, and fans as well, midfielders and Golo can't a brilliant year with Chelsea. One I don't agree with Jorginho and Kevin De Bruyne, and then the four were Haaland, Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and the men's Player of the Year. Um, uh, Lewandowski as well, and the women's is funny enough that Alexa Polista, the, the, who won the women's award, wasn't even named in, in the squad as well. You had the likes of Carly Lloyd in there, the Alex Morgan, famous stars, Medimo, ex-Arsenal, um, Marta as well. None of the three main nominees for the world's um, women's player were actually named in, in the squad that you got a question as well, Lucy Bronze, the English player in there. But first of all, Let's start with you, Lloyd. Tell try and explain to me how FIFA got Salah in the best three players in the world to be nominated for the world best player, but he's not in the team and you've got Donnarumma Rummer over Mendy, one goalkeeper of the year. Try and explain to me how that works out.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have I've learned to just ignore all of these awards. There's a lot of journalists who just vote for like or players they like, players they know. They vote like they vote for their friends, basically. Like uh, it's, it's it's not a good scale to measure anything. I don't think I, I feel like no one should really take them seriously. Like uh, like uh, we can all form our own opinions. We don't need to, we don't need to team with a year to tell us who was the best eleven. Like I, I could pick I could pick it apart and like I feel like there's definitely some some bad decisions in it. But then like. I, I don't get how they can say yeah this is the best goalkeeper and then put, put another goalkeeper over them. like like that's just basic.
0: And Salah not even in there and he got nominated best three in the world players. Yeah, and
1: then and then like the formation they used as well I saw a lot about that. So they they played in like a three three four like they want to put four attackers in and then Salah didn't even get in that. It's it doesn't make sense.
0: Someone explain, Max. Will you try and explain how David Alba got in there? Yeah, decent Euros with Austria. What did he get last sixteen? Gone to Real Madrid from Bayern. Tell me, maybe a bit being a bit harsh, but what's he done?
2: I mean, I have no idea. I suppose Bayern won the league. I don't know. I mean, it maybe would have made sense the year before. Um, obviously Bayern Bayern winning the Champions League, but I don't know. Maybe they were a year late. Year delayed. Maybe they living under a rock this season they didn't i don't know i have no idea what uh logic is and i agree with lloyd these individual trophies i mean i don't really think you should rate the quality of a player based on you know how many ballon doors they win or how many team of seasons they get in. you know i think you just there are better metrics to look at uh and you know when you want to when you want to rate the quality of a player or, or a team
0: Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how, how we were proven in, in the women's role. Of the best free players in the world, don't even get in the team of the year. I try and figure that out and I can't um, do it myself. But in the past few weeks, there has been um, a lot of done deals. We'll talk about them quickly um, first in the Premier League as well. Aston Villa completed the signing of Robin Olsen from Roma on loan, obviously. Um, another deal they've completed as well was on loan at Sheffield United in the Championship last year, and, and Everton he's been at as well. And he played all four matches for um, Sweden in the, the Euros as well, so I suppose good backup goalkeeper uh, to Emmy Martinez as well, if he can manage to stop the ball going into the back of the net as well, so instead of dancing, stopping the ball um, uh, as well. Wall spent £3 million on ch- uh, chicken... Chicanino, I'm going to try and say, from Estoril in Portugal for £3 million. Um As well, obviously, um, Wolves have a good relationship with getting young players through as well. Aston Villa also signed Lucas Dean, £25 million. We said briefly about that last week, uh, which are uh, not part of the same deal, though El Ghazi go from Villa to Everton on loan. Newcastle obviously signed Chris Wood for £25 million from their relegation rivals. Um Burnley as well and those were the, the only Premier League deals well on the completed deals Lucas Dean obviously forced out of Everton he said when Rafa was there Lloyd good move for him to Aston Villa played well in his debut actually against United
1: yeah I'd say, I'd say it's a good move but it's, it's probably one of the strangest in recent times like after they've been forced out by Rafa and then well they've gone and got another manager now I, I think it's very weird I just like, like he probably would prefer to stay with Everton after how after long he's been there. But there's no doubt he'll do well.
0: And Ghazi to Everton, good move for him and Everton.
1: Yeah, like yeah, it's probably it's good for Ghazi and him, different environment, gives him more of a chance to prove himself. But I, I feel like Everton is just like I feel like like they sign players who are just like mediocre. Like, like uh, the, the recruitment is just. Well, it's just very bad, and I think that shows with the whole
0: Jinya situation. I wouldn't complain. They give you 35 million for Alex Arobi, so. A brilliant deal, that is. Yeah, I wouldn't be complaining. And quickly, Newcastle, Max, signing, second signer Chris Wood, 25 million, good deal for them, taking off their relegation rivals. Is the price (laughs) right as well?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, the price isn't. I mean, it's not. It could be worse, I suppose. Maybe it is. I mean, I believe it was the release clause. yeah, uh, so you know maybe that you know I think put that into context maybe it makes more sense, but you know I mean a Premier League quality striker, which you know I, I think he is no doubt uh, you know twenty million in that region maybe a bit steep, but you know I don't think it really matters on your Newcastle. Um, but no, I think he's he's a good a good player, and I think their recruitment is, is interesting because you know obviously they're they're recruiting to try to stay up in the Premier League, and I think that shows. Um, i think mean, a very clever piece of business, obviously weakening early and strengthening themselves you know uh uh in terms of trying to stay up i mean that's a great great move um uh, and i think obviously pair that with the the signing of trippier brilliant you know somebody who can head the ball and somebody who can cross it really well i mean uh you know especially when when you think of the kind of football they'll be playing and what they'll try to do which is stay up and just play the i mean simple football i think or you know traditional english football crossing and, and score the headers I mean, it's quite simplistic, but, you know, when you try to stay up, you've got to kind of stick to the foundations. And I think they've done that quite well uh, with, uh, you know, I think it's a good signing. And uh, hopefully, um, or I don't know, it depends on, on, on who you support in this situation. Uh, uh, hopefully they can uh, stay up now.
0: And in terms of our own individual clubs, we'll start off with Arsenal. In terms of incomings, um, obviously, uh, Dusan Vlanovic from um, Florentina is, is your main target Lloyd as you said last week as well but one surprise mention Diego Costa obviously ex-Chelsea player just being released from Atletico and Minerali being in informal talks uh, what were your thoughts beyond if Diego Costa sign and is there any other stars you've been linked with I've uh, been if, if we sign Costa
1: I think that's, that's just quite a large step backwards normally we send the post directly from Chelsea when they well we're not as good anymore, but we're going to go to Brazil first. Uh, in, in terms of other links, like we keep getting links with strikers. Like that's clearly our main priority. But like we aren't doing anything with it. I don't know if it's like just not being reported. Like obviously recently we've done a lot of our business without well without any of it being reported. Like I think back to the the Matty Ryan signing where literally there wasn't one mention of it until we tweeted it out. I really hope is something like that going on because after watching Lacazette's performance of <laughs> the past few games I'd, I'd, I would do anything for another striker up top I think Vilhovich I think I think he's looking like the most likely he's the one all the rumours are about uh, I'd definitely say Like like anyone's going to be an upgrade I think he I don't think he'll flop. I've seen a lot of people talk about that, but like he's clearly a very good goal scorer. It's clearly not just because he's in Italy. Like he's breaking records over there. Like he's not just your average twenty-goal season Italian striker. He's he's clearly very good. And then we keep getting links to some midfielders as well. I think like nobody as much recently. Like we had had some links to that Arthur Melo from Juventus. Like he's a good player. It'd improve our team, but. I, th- I feel like I feel like if we were gonna get him in, we would have got him in like a week ago. We could have got him in want him? like. What? Would you want him at,
0: at Arsenal?
1: Uh, yeah, like he's like I think one of the offers I saw from Juventus was if we got offered like an eighteen-month loan, which seems very interesting. Like it's not every day you see that, but I th- I think that'd work well for us. Like obviously we wouldn't be covering all the wage, and although well, if if we don't like him, well like. It's not really an issue. I, I think that'd definitely be a good deal. Like he looks good. Like it's he's he's a nice bit of cover as well. Like that's all that's all he is really. But we, we're not expecting someone to come in, and go and demand that centre mid spot. I, I think it'd be a good bit of business for us.
0: And in terms of uh, departure, your first departure um, on a, a permanent deal was uh, your defender that's joined Marseille after turning down. Uh, Napoli is a uh, shared colossal natch um one player that obviously arsenal released him and now he's joined marseille as well so i suppose get him off the the wage um bill as well and you've also got uh what's he got rid of he, he's gone out on loan pablo married to uh on, on loan i suppose that's a, a good move for him um as well i don't think i think they said on the sky he hasn't featured in the prime league since august the 22nd so obviously i suppose go out and get low experience you happy with them two players leaving uh yeah closet he's part of the, he's part of the, like toxic put side of our,
1: our dressing room like the it to to be like Mustapha mustafazel like they were known for it so it's, it's the last of him gone i, I think i think there's a good like piercing for him like i think he'll do well in france. Like, is it's, it's an easier league. Uh, he's playing for, like, I like think Marseille fits him quite well as well. Like, they play at... Uh, the, the, the football they play is it's, it's very crazy. I think that really suits Colossal He's a very high-paced, very mad. And then, uh, Pablo Mario, like you said, he hasn't played since ages. I think, well, after watching him in that Chelsea game where Lukaku just threw him around for 90 like, minutes, I thought I'm very, I'm very glad he's got that one alone. Like, it's... Like obviously he's like 27 like he's not he's not going to be developing on them it is just giving him give him some game time have someone else cover his wage a bit and like you know maybe flag him in the summer because william Saliba is going to be coming back
0: and then oh, on the departure she forgot mention, um Saudi Arabian Club El Nasser have made a, a loan offer to sign Pierre Amric Obamiang as well is thought to be a loan move until the end of the season. Some reports have said it comes with an obligation to buy of six point seven million. Surely, in a way you must be happy if that can happen, either a twelve or eighteen month loan? Well, yeah, it's it's
1: it sounds perfect. Yeah, take a six month loan. Like it does perfect for all the parties involved, really. Like old Bamiang's gonna be picking up a nice wage, they can begin like he's obviously still a top striker. He's just not well he's 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 not what we need really, and he's not for a club with aspirations like ours. Like he's obviously gonna go and score like an insane amount of goals. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be good, but it depends if he's open to it. But yeah, obviously yeah. you understand if he is like he's but he's living in London on this huge wage, like living the life. And so is
0: does he want to leave all that? I suppose. Uh, interesting point there. So, obviously, Sydney as well, he certainly an Arsenal fan be hoping as well. On the other uh, side of North London, Tottenham, uh, in the past hour or so, they've agreed a deal to sign Adama Traore from Wolves for 20 million. I think there are some add ons, so possibly 2 million, so 22 million, something around there. Matt, are you happy with getting Traore in? <clears throat> yeah, I mean,
2: we were linked with him. And I was maybe qu- more questionable in the past, but I mean, for the fee, I don't think it's as bad. I think in the past it was maybe something high 30s, 40 million, which I, I wouldn't necessarily have been of, you know, what he is, he's a very, very good player, but obviously in terms of output, it was a quality final ball. He isn't maybe all there. And, you know, when you're spending 40 million on somebody who hasn't uh, really, doesn't really score many goals or get many assists, there's some question marks. But for 20 million, I think it's a lot more reasonable. Um and for that reason, I mean, I think it's a good move. He, Gives some gives a kind of a different element of Spurs uh, to Spurs going forward, and uh, you know, I mean, it's a, a, a he's kind of a um, player who's very dynamic, and I think in terms of Spurs attacking and and going forward, if you know he's he's able to add something, uh, you know, uh, to his game, whether that be you know a crossing, finishing, depending on where he plays, obviously, I'd maybe suggest a wing back might be the option. Um, uh, you know, I think it would be a very good signing and. Uh, yeah hopefully hopefully we can get it done and hopefully you know he's able to really improve under Conte and, uh, and for Spurs
0: and one quick departure potentially um Yanga, uh, AC Milan are interested in signing him on loan would you be happy if he did go to AC Milan on loan
2: Tang Yanga, it is a, it is difficult um you know I think he's a good player but uh, you know I think there are options uh, at center back who um, who I think a better, you know, just just more experience and, and I think just him getting game time would be good. The only question is, I'm not necessarily sure, you know, is it guaranteed game time for, for a team like AC Milan? I'm not too sure. Um, so, I mean, I'd probably prefer, you know, a Premier League loan uh, or something along those lines. Uh, I think he was close to um, going uh, on loan earlier on this season uh, at the very beginning. So they chose not to, but obviously uh, lots of change since then. So, yeah, it would be good. Um, that happened. I think another another a move that potential departure uh, you know is in Dombele. Not entirely sure about uh, you know where his destination would be, but I think that would um, be a good good move for parties. Really, I think uh, just kind of getting players out maybe who um who I think just need game time. Uh, Tanganga potentially included. He has had some games and made some mistakes, but also put in good performances. So yeah, I just think we need to get uh, some game time to players. Uh, and I think in Domblay, you know, been linked away from, with loan moves and things like that. So, yeah, I think um, just getting these players game time and get them confidence, I think that, that, that'll that really do a lot of good for them.
0: And elsewhere, with uh, quickly some other teams as well Newcastle, the Coast to signing Diego Carlos from Sevilla as well. Sent about the initially wanted, um, uh, Sevilla initially wanted 50 million, but I think he's dropped down to, to 30 million as well. Apparently, another Premier League club has also made a uh, a decent bid as well. Leicester, I don't think... Uh,
1: is one it, of a, is it, it was a London club, I
0: think, I think London, you said. Arsenal, maybe Tottenham? Uh, uh, I think West Ham. You with West Ham? They were injuries yeah. in centre-back. Potentially, but Leicester certainly could do with him uh, if he can stop a 96-minute and 97th minute goals as well. But he apparently has handed in a transfer request despite playing in a 1-1 draw against Valencia as well. Burnley are interested in signing a midfielder... Maslav Oric from Dinuz Zagreb for uh, 10 million as well. Despite Luis Suarez being told he could be leaving Atletico, Af- well, he, he probably will leave Atletico Madrid. And uh, the hype about maybe Suarez, Gerrard, and Coutinho getting back together. So Sky Sports News reported that Aston Villa are, no, are not interested in signing uh, Luis Suarez as well. Newcastle uh, this week, uh, this week as well, uh, did a, open a, a talks about. Signing Juven Zapata from Atalanta um, as well. The offer was rejected initially, it was a loan with 4 million and then a 21.7 million obligation to buy should they um, stay up as well. But they've gone in for a second bid, uh, bid as well, so about 5 million um, euros for Atalanta's top goal scorer. Um, as well. And then finally, uh, Eden Hazard has said he wants to leave Real Madrid, but there's no interest in joining Newcastle. That's going to El Nacional, Spanish newspaper. Um, the other day, apparently, £41.3 million pounds, uh, accepted Real Madrid, accepted Newcastle's move, but Hazard doesn't uh, want to leave as well. So it'd be interesting to see um, what happens. So whether Man United, no real. Probable targets we could uh, sign so far. Departures have been a, a few, uh, well, not nailed on departures. Obviously, Martial being one of the big ones. Jesse Lingard, um, potentially obviously out of contract at the end of the season as well. I think Man United have re- actually rejected a, a loan bid for, um, for him um, as well. I think Tottenham and West Ham are the other teams interested him as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as well. So will Arsenal get Artur, despite um, all the talks about him and Lloyd saying maybe a loan with an obligation to buy or whatever? Will Tottenham get, well, probably will get trial away. So hopefully Man United can strengthen as well. But we will uh, be back next week to uh, see if any of our teams do strengthen for the last show before the... uh, Clock ticks down for deadline day. And, of course, we'll be looking back at the, the, the crucial weekend action from the Premier League as, um, obviously, Man United uh, take on West Ham in the race of the top four. Both teams there. Arsenal return to action. Tottenham, Wolves, all going for that fourth-place position and possible third-place position at Chelsea. And, obviously, that big game at the bottom. Watford-Norwich. But it's all left to say is... Um, Tottenham avoided a bottle job against Leicester This time it was Leicester Arsenal bottled it in the cup And Man United got a brilliant victory So thank you for listening and goodbye I never have given you a second look But I like the
2: way you don't give a damn you seem like someone I could pick a fight with and dance all night with. Maybe you like me the way I am. And even though you got bad tattoos and
1: smell like booze, I'm into you. And even though you got an attitude, baby I'm in love.
2: That I've been missing I'm coming out of my shell And I never do that How did you do that?
1: It's like I've known you my whole life So oh, we're a little drunk Let's go home together Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Let's go home together I'm never that good in a crowded room Everything stopped when I just saw you You seem like someone I could be myself with No defenses Maybe you like me the way I am Mm -hmm. Even though you talk way too fast I can't stop looking at your eyes Every time you laugh Baby, I'm in love a little too much i'm a little bit young feels like i know you so well you could be everything that i've been missing i'm coming out of my shell i never do that how did you do that it's like
1: Never give you a second look, but I like the way you don't give up. A-